Welcome to episode five of the Kind of an Expert podcast. My name is Corey Tyndall. I am your host. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm super excited uh, to keep sharing these podcast episodes with you. I have a lot of fun doing them. I hope you have a lot of fun listening to them. Um, this episode was a lot of fun. I got my friend Anna Bianco uh, to join me for this one. Uh, Instagram is Anna Kane Bianco. Um, she per- she is also a comedian in New York City. Performs with me at Greenwich Village Comedy Club on uh, Mondays. She also does uh, a bunch of other shows around the city. Um, and really, this kind of started off. The topic was working at an art museum where she is a tour guide. Uh, she travels around the country and gives tours of various museums, such as the Met, the Detroit Institute of Arts, etc. Um, but it really kind of led into being about uh, performing in general and talking about how she got a performing arts degree in college and and how that kind of means like she's one of the few people that uh, that actually is using a performing degree in her career um, in the way that she's giving presentations all day long and then doing stand-up comedy so Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I had a lot of fun uh, talking with her. I thought uh, some of the stuff that we talked about uh, at art museums was super interesting. So please get into the episode, and I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, man, he's already mad at me. No, he's a baby. Well, that's because I really roasted him last night. That wasn't too bad, though. I think, I don't know. He needs to. Not only did I make fun of him for not showering, he, I also made fun of him for being too sad to shower. <laughs> I don't know why he could cry in the shower. Right? <laughs> Double water. I don't know. I don't fucking know. But he's a good kid. We'll just leave his name out of it. We're going to raise that kid so well. We are going to raise him well. He's only like three years younger than us, but listen, he needs some help. I need to take him shopping. I'm going to get him clothes. Yes, please. I'm going to get him shirts that aren't short sleeve shirts with long sleeves sewn onto them. <laughs> where, where do you even buy those? I haven't seen those in a store I since think he makes 2003. Them. Every night he goes home and sews them together. Oh, man. Hand stitch. You'd think if he had uh, like any skills, he wouldn't be working at the Olive Garden. All right. That's I'm next just gonna task. Co- We're going to get him a new job. <laughs> yeah, cut all of this again. Still a little too inside. It's too close. Um, no, I don't know. We'll see. Run it by him. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not worried about him. It's, I'm more worried about, like, people... This not being entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's always part of it. It's like, is this interesting? And I'll even go back and, like, re-listen to make sure I didn't say anything, like, fucking horrible. Yeah. Um, I think I say a lot of casually horrible things. Yeah, same. I'll show you the rough cut of uh, <laughs> me and Kelsey Claire's episode before, <laughs> before I edited it sometime. Because it's, good. uh, it was like I, I was re listening to it. I was like, oh, yikes, can't have that out there. Like, <laughs> I still have a normal job on the side. So yeah, this oh, yeah, my boss be... could listen to this. Can't talk about all the money I steal from work. 
Leave it in. <laughs> well, you work in a museum, though, so you're stealing, like, artifacts, yeah, right? Yeah, I steal art just right off the walls. There There's you go. You're nah. like the Pink Panther of uh, New York City. <laughs> I work in museums, but like not for the museum. So so it's even more reason to steal shit. It's true. <laughs> the Met only... You steal shit and blame Kevin. <laughs> He's so much taller than me. It'd be so much easier for him. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, the Mets only had like a couple things stolen. And the last one was stolen on February 12th, I think. What was it? It was a herm head, like a little uh, Roman monument head that would be on roadsides. And then it was returned on February 16th. But the thing is that it had like a heart kind of etched above the eye like a long time ago. Yeah. And then whoever stole it put another heart above the eye. And wow. so it was, a, it was like a Valentine's present. And then they returned it? Whoever he gave it to was like, fuck no. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. That is a <laughs> ballsy gift. Yeah. I'd like... That's pretty fucking romantic, though. <laughs> right? I'm into it. I'm into it. I, I like it. what that person did. I'm going to assume it's a guy. Uh, I feel like it definitely was. And they did what they always do, which is you like rent a locker in Grand Central and you're like, hey, it's in the locker. Wait, what? Yeah, you can rent lockers in Grand Central. Are sure. You, but like, how did you how did that help him steal art? Oh, he stole it already. But then the person who wanted to give it back was like, hey, it's locked up in this locker. Oh, got it. So that was like the drop off mm-hmm. point. I see what you're saying. All right. Break it down for me. <laughs> How would you steal an artifact from the Met? Met, stop listening. Because uh, I know you've thought about it. Because uh, I know you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it would be so hard. Because, like, the paintings, I think you can't get. I think they're just, like, like way bolted too... bolted to the wall? Yeah. It, like, the f- definitely through the frames. The frames are definitely... Well, there was a guy who... He, like, adjusted a painting on the wall... So okay. I guess they're not that secure. Huh. And then a guard came over and was like, stop. And so he smashed a bottle over the guard's head. What? Yeah. And then he ran away and there was like a blood path. It was really scary. Was he trying to steal the art? No, he was drunk. It was a wine bottle. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. They thought what that they is found the... Him. <laughs> this is the problem with the Met. They found him a week later, not through anything in the Met, but through the cameras. The Met's got crazy good cameras. Huh. I think the only th- way you get something out of the Met... It's through their storage facilities. So you're saying that you would have to like take something when nobody's looking and then go put it in the storage facility or before it even gets onto the floor, you'd have to take it from the storage facility. Uh, Yeah, it'd have to be in transit. I guess you could probably you could seal a fish out of the fish pond. Probably (laughs) (laughs) take a koi. Uh, I think it's think a fancy probably... Met koi. <laughs> yeah, uh. they're so well trained. They're art koi. Wait, they're trained? No. They oh. just <laughs> it's like the Mets training fish. They can this fl- place is fucking crazy. <laughs> How have I only been there once? Only there's, once? You got to go to the Met. There's bottles being smashed on people's head. They got it's trained wild. fish. This is wild. <laughs> I think I'd probably, probably one of the, I'd have to do like a face disguise. Mm. Like, um, like, like prosthet- pantyhose over your face? No, like prosthetics, oh. like change. And like maybe wear a wig 
Wow. And then okay. I grabbed something out of the period rooms because I think there's stuff that's not alarmed there. The period rooms. They're just like rooms for different time periods. But it would be funny if they were just, oh, just menstruation rooms. It's not rooms. a menstruation room because there's new mother's rooms. Like, like uh, It's what? where they send the, the guards when called? they're on like their period. It's like a breastfeeding room. And I was like, are they giving you rooms for when you're on your period too? Because this is getting ridiculous. They have this display of like really racist porcelains. And I bet... <laughs> And then if I took one, they'd be like, I mean, that's for the best. I could probably steal the racist porcelain. But I think that would get you on an FBI list as a racist. Yeah, because it's like I wanted the racist porcelain. Right. It's like someone who has Nazi memorabilia. Maybe something in Egypt. They kind of have too much shit in Egypt. They don't need all that stuff. I could take <laughs> some of that. <laughs> They'd be fine. But most of the stuff in there, if it's on display, it's really heavy. Like you couldn't carry mm. it out. Yeah. You're a little small to be carrying out. 2,000 pound rocks this from is my great Egypt. tragedy <laughs> <laughs> you gotta start working out with chris Ryder. he'll get you dude he's so jacked up. and we gotta still do that race yeah we're gonna race um i don't know i think he's too scared he keeps canceling barking shifts what oh he did just cancel me. last night mm-hmm. yeah the motherfucker for the uh for the people at home anna chris <laughs> and i all do a show uh in the west village at Greenwich Village Comedy Club <laughs> Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. <laughs> and uh, this start Chris is Chris is a big dude, as you remember from the Growing Up Fat episode <laughs> of this podcast. He's uh, all muscle now. He's all muscle. He's and a also tank. some fat to fuel he's that a muscle. Tank. He's gotta be I mean, he's gotta be past two fifty for sure. And, and he's that's not a, that tall. No, he's like five eight or five nine. So he's yeah. really like he's where you are like Close to the same height, like yeah, five, maybe a little shorter. Seven? No, I'm five foot three and three quarters. I just have really? an imposing presence. Yeah, you're <laughs> terrifying. Uh, no, I, you're 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 thin, so I think it makes it make you look taller. You also wear boots. I do I wear a lot of boots. Uh, I feel like we should have Chris Ryder curls Graham. Graham, should I explain who Graham is? No. Chris, Chris Ryder <laughs> picks up Graham and curls Graham. Yeah. But then I come out and I pick up Chris Ryder and I curl Chris Ryder. Well, the interesting thing about this race is it's really a uh, it's it's like aerodynamics versus <laughs> pure muscle. Yeah. And, it's <laughs> and it's it's over a block and a half. Yep. And then at the end of the race. Wait, I thought you guys were going to take out the turn because. There's no turn. It's just oh, block great. and then half block. Oh, perfect. Because he can't turn. Because we decided Ryder was not going to be able to turn. <laughs> he was going to get up too much speed and be like a train. But then at the end of the race, we fight. Yes. So I think I need him to die during the race because I think I'm going to win the race, mm. but uh, I can't. I'm not sure. Well, see, that's the problem. He also he f- thinks that he's going to win the race. He better not be listening to this. because he's gonna- No, there's no way. He's not even going to listen to his own episode <laughs> well he i think he would win the fight i think he would probably win. yeah anyone who's taking bets on you uh <laughs> unless you get a real good like eye gouge in there if i could like pick up a baby on the way just like hold the baby in front of me i could distract him <laughs> he'd be so happy <laughs> that also needs context chris Ryder like <laughs> really uh thinks babies are very cute <laughs> yeah so, well it's a good uh, baby you'll see like he'll see them at a restaurant and that's the end of your conversation with him he's 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 making faces at it the parents are looking at him like what the fuck are you doing stop looking at my kid and he's like oh hey how's it going luckily he has like kind of dad energy so it's not creepy kind of he has super dad energy (laughs) he like you put a baby in it's like that completes the picture now it's now it makes sense it kind of does it's not creepy that's what i'm trying to say 
Um, all right. So we're going to get you on a strict training regimen yeah, of working yeah. out with Ryder. And mm-hmm. then you're going to do the race. And then mm-hmm. by the end of it, you should be able to steal all of these artifacts from Egypt. But by the end of it, Chris Ryder and I are going to look identical. We're going to be physically exactly the same people. Yeah. He'll run with me. I'll work out with him. Right. And so I'll actually f- pin all of it on Chris Ryder. Mm. He's going to be my body double. <laughs> you're also going to need a tan uh Uh, yeah that that gets (laughs) is it racist if i can get my skin there without addition no it's so bad it's stealing racist artifacts so you might as well just keep it going Mm, right it's like the robin hood racism what is wait what steal from the rich and give it to the poor Uh-huh, whatever you need to tell yourself <laughs> and the cops. <laughs> they'll, they'll like it. It'll be, it's NYPD, actually. I might get, they'll be like, oh, wait, you're not oh. actually black? Okay, well, now that's a different story. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> exactly. No. All right, so we've established how to steal something from the Met. Mm-hmm. What is the dumbest thing? Because you, you give tours at various museums across the country, right? Yeah. Like L.A., Detroit, uh, that's the most recent one that you put on your Instagram oh, story. Oh, yeah. I was in Philly um, today. Philly, yep. A uh, lot of nude paintings on your Instagram stories. Those <laughs> yeah, seem to be the photos you, uh, <laughs> you gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is like the what is the dumbest and what is the craziest thing that you've have, had happen when you're like giving a tour? Because you're just like giving a tour to random people that show up and they don't know that you're not from there right yeah usually they don't so i guess yeah that question and i gotta i gotta follow up after after that um one. the cutest thing was one time an old lady walked into a room full of like nude paintings she was like "Ugh, there's so many noodles here noodles yeah <laughs> no, it's just so cute did she walk out or no like... she was happy about the noodles <laughs> <laughs> she was just excited uh one time i kicked a guy off one of my tours I do like a feminist tour of the Met. Okay. And uh, he like dropped the N word in the first minute. And I was like, I don't, (laughs) I can't really tell what race you are, but I don't think you're black. But also like, so I was just like, hey, you know, maybe let's let's just cool it on that one. Um, And then he started saying anti-Semitic stuff, which of course is worth getting kicked off to begin with. But also there are two women who are from Israel both super pregnant and both members of the Mossad. And you're not Jewish. No, I'm not. But I like, I honestly, I think I kicked him off the tour for his own health. Like they were going to kill oh. this. Which yeah. would have been funny, but nah, let him die. It's survival of the fittest. And then one time I was doing a piece on, uh, coca plants. Okay. And uh, a popper, like a thing that used to hold coca plants and um, coca leaves. Yeah, the line for the cocoa. Anyways, this is not this is not that important. Um, but this old lady it was like her 80th birthday. And she's like, oh, my lucky leaf. And I, she took out a little baggie from her wallet, and it had like one coca leaf. In it. What? <laughs> yeah, she's like, I got it in the Andes. <laughs> <laughs> so she just like smuggled coca into the country. I think that's illegal. I think it's super. <laughs> is. She was so happy though. It was nice. <laughs> It's like a like a child sees like a dog on TV and he's like, "That's our dog." Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, "That's my leaf." Oh, I should have done more drug pieces. She's gonna be like, "Oh, that's my powder." <laughs> that would have been so fun. Yeah, you gotta start ripping lines off the leaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, 
Oh, so yeah, man. that's I think the craziest. So okay, so it's pretty tame. Like aside from what yeah. you started off with, which like guy hitting a security guard over the head yeah. with a bottle. Um, I've actually been reprimanded at the British Museum in London because did you touch uh, an art? No, I didn't touch any <laughs> art, but the sculptures of men were tempting. Uh, <laughs> the uh, no, my my friend went to the bathroom and she handed me her backpack and I just like sat it down in a corner and uh and then like all there were literally like three security guards that like stormed the backpack Mm -hmm. because they were afraid that there might be like something explosive in it and I was like oh no sorry guys (laughs) dumb American my bad my bad nope it's just uh tampons in there I don't know (laughs) uh, (laughs) they were like god you're fucking dumb get out of here <laughs> this building has free tampons in the this, old gender bathroom yeah i it's know so nice. it's so inclusive yeah i assume they're the worst quality of tampons i didn't test them but you know it's good can to know. you go test them <laughs> let me, me go i'll give you a review <laughs> of the tampons even like the lowest quality tampon is better than wadded up toilet paper you know it's like Yikes. any port in a storm that is rough i <laughs> <laughs> I just guessed it was bad based off the quality of uh, paper towel and toilet paper. Mm, it was I was like, if the, if the, yes, it was like one, maybe two <laughs> ply toilet paper. And if those are like the luxury tampons, I'm going to need to They're complain. luxury. Oh, my God. Use them as toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I might. <laughs> but yeah, oh no, it's God. pretty chill. I've had fights with guards, but mostly just because they feel my voice is so shrill sorry everybody my voice is pretty shrill um <laughs> i'll just but, add some bass to it. yeah good 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 <laughs> but they're like you just need to be quiet and i'm like I, i'm talking the way normal people what? talk aren't you employed by the m- museum no, i'm third party so like they know i'm there and i bought tickets through them but oh. and like some of them since we make a lot of jokes about the art and like we swear sometimes they feel like we're not respecting the art sufficiently. You're like the cool to a group. Yeah. This, You're not I've run got, by the museum. We're our own thing. I've got my bag here. Our slogan is museums are fucking awesome. Oh, nice. Are they? Yeah, is that false fine. advertising? Fucking stupid ass. <laughs> it's a job. Shit. Um, no, I like museums. So that was actually like one of my next questions. Is like, how do you go to all these museums and just like know what to say about all this art? Like, do you have to research all these uh, places before you go there and like memorize it? Usually since the Met's encyclopedic, like they just have so much stuff. Uh, I have maybe 10 hours of stuff I can talk about at the Met. And usually yeah, 10 there's hours of material. Yeah. Come on, Netflix. What are you <laughs> yeah. Doing? Where's my spatula? <laughs> I just looked off into the middle distance. There's nothing there. Um, yeah. Uh, but like, so usually I can put together two hours from what I already know in a new museum. I'll just have to like walk around for a day and like see where the stuff is. Wow. Um, you sometimes it's a little harder and I do like an hour and then I add games or I build other stuff. But yeah, that it's not too bad. That sounds hard as fuck. It, you know, I don't really have an art background, so, like, that took a while. Wait, what did you... Oh, yeah, you were a theater, right? Yeah, but you, like, write all your own stuff. Like, um, I used to... The way I got hired was I used to write electronic music. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It was bad. I'm not good at writing it. It really, it's not good. You want to um, write the intro theme song for this podcast? Oh, I will. My, okay. My electronic musical is about a man with lobster claws for hands. So I didn't realize you wrote the music for that too. Like I've oh. heard of Lobster Boy uh, <laughs> before. Did you play this uh, this boy in the musical? No, my current roommate it? did. I was uh, like, maybe it's love interest. But I was only in it for like a scene. I don't think there was a lot of chemistry between us. You and your roommate or you and the lobster boy? Both, both, Mm. I think. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so I wrote, you know, the painting Washington Crossing the Delaware, that Mm -hmm. like big, dumb, stupid art. Um, (laughs) Do you really hate it? Do you really think it's that bad? I think it's fine. It's It's like a classic American piece of art. Well, it's super inaccurate if you like break it down. Yeah, but so is all of American history. This is the stupidest thing about that painting. So if you look at George Washington's pants... There's this, um, <laughs> it's only on if 50%. You really look at it's it. It's been edited out of like 50% of the paintings that Kay. you'll see online or on posters. But he's got this like watch fob on his inner thigh. It's like basically red cherries, two red cherries. <laughs> and if you like make it really small and up the col- color contrast, like for a history textbook, it looks like George Washington didn't zip his pants up. <laughs> <laughs> so like most versions edited, so you can't see it. That's pretty good. Anyways. I like that. I wrote a song about it called 12 Fuck Boys in a Boat. Uh, wow. And that's what got me hired. And then, that's amazing. What? <laughs> and then they were like, write a tour. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll do that. So you got, this is almost like a punishment for you for <laughs> writing that song. Yeah. I've, I've been doing four years of penance. Nice. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So you just build it up over time. Now I train the new hires. So I steal all of their new material. Oh, perfect. When they write stuff. So that's just a comedy. Yeah. (laughs) You just, all my jokes are someone else's joke. You teach a class so you could steal all these premises. Oh, that's a good idea. I've actually heard of people doing that. That's uh, so bad. I love it. Yeah. Right. Everyone's going to take my childhood anime writing job. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. About how you had plastic surgery on your eye. Yeah. All my relatable premises. Because yeah, well, they could take that because nobody could tell from your eye now. Like they yeah. did a good job. Even then, I don't think you could be super told. It's just like it would close sometimes. Then you could tell. Most eyes close sometimes, <laughs> but it would close independently of the other eye. <laughs> That's <laughs> anything funny. an eye does is fine as long as they do it in a squad. You know. Did you ever think that you might have had uh, a conjoined twin who could only control your other eye? That'd be sick. Well, you fucking killed her, so. I probably ate her. I bet it was a boy. I bet I ate my boy twin. Is that who Lobster Boy is based <laughs> on? No, Lobster Boy is based. I had a I had a bad week, and one of my friends got me a pet lobster. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, we don't eat lobster. I don't like that they scream when you cook them. I know it's just the it's, air being released. Yeah, right. It's not even a scream. I don't, I don't like it. It's more like a whistle. I don't want to boil them, though. It's like... And then I was like, you could kill them first, but you've got to like their brains go down their spine. So you have to like, you can't really get it all. And you just, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't claim to be a lobster expert. Someone just walked by in a comedy peach shirt. (laughs) (laughs) For a normal person, that's called a Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) For us, it's the comedy comedy peach shirt. You can see him referenced in the New York Times coming out next week. Did you hear about that? Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. Good for Pete. It's so good. It's really exciting. Um, so your your friend bought you a pet lobster. Yes. And uh, you were like, I'm so horny. What if this were a boy? Oh, my God. And then I was like, I'm going <laughs> to fuck this lobster. And I did, lobster. but that killed the lobster. Oh, uh, like, oh no. no. Well, I- you found the most efficient way to kill a lobster. <laughs> we like put, put it, it up your hooch. 
Oh God! Uh, uh, uh. I forget. One I'm of sorry. The, I shouldn't have said one that. One of those idiots yesterday was talking about how the the mice in my apartment are gonna crawl up my vagina, and now I'm so God worried. Damn it! I think it was Pratt. Uh, mouse anyways um, so we're I, never seeing pratt again since i gave him that new uh dating app oh yeah <laughs> he's, he's, he's gonna, gonna go fuck his way into into death he's gonna, literally he's gonna find a girl who's got like a i'm a corpse fetish. he's gonna find multiple people he's gonna murder them and then he's gonna fuck himself to death <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. I'll send him. Yeah, we'll mice. get Pratt on him. <laughs> he could, he would have a weird thing to talk about. I don't know what I would be, but it would be weird. Uh, I want him to talk about sneak peek to a future episode. I want him to talk about being a paramedic. I think that's I'm cool. I'm sure he's got some really good stories there. It's also so. like a surprisingly competent job for like a comic to have, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's kind of. It's always weird when I find out people like do normal shit outside of uh, outside of comedy. But then right. you're also like, what? How would you live? Not all of us can have rich parents. But like even even when I hear someone's in finance, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Like I I know it's not, but I'm like, yeah, it might be. But like paramedic, yeah. people might die. Yeah. People's that's lives true. are it's in that kid's of, hands. It's a lot of pressure. Like nobody's dying at, at my job. Well, actually, one dude did go to the hospital for having a heart attack because he was working too hard. For working too hard? That's never going to be me. I've never worked that hard in my life. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Damn. Okay. So what was the reason you you wrote Lobster Boy? Oh, okay. My lobster. So we weren't going to cook him. So we – I had those, like, plastic – drawers at the time for Mm -hmm. like all of my socks and stuff and so we emptied one and we put them in that with water and then we poured salt in the water because we're like that's how salt water is (laughs) and then he got real mad and he kept jumping around and so we cut his little claw thing off but then his claws were so snappy and we were like okay you've got to cool it and we gave him some pancetta, <laughs> which he didn't like. Um, and then we got drunk and we carried him to, we thought the Hudson, but it was the East River. We were in Brooklyn. We forgot that they switched. <laughs> uh, and then we hopped a fence. And I think he would—he hadn't moved for like 30 minutes at this point. But I held him out over the water and I felt like he like uncurled a little bit. And then I dropped him in. And so... Claw was the story of that lobster coming back. As a boy. Yeah. Well, Well. then, okay, spo- spoiler alert, everybody. Uh, yeah, at the end please. of the Lobster Claw musical, somebody, like, rips one of his claws off by mistake. And it's like, of course he wasn't a lobster boy. He was just, like, a sad dude who, like, kind of wanted to be special and wear some claws around. And it's a metaphor Because nobody ever acknowledges his claws for the whole... <laughs> musical he talks about them a lot so is he at least even like dressed in red or was it just like a normal guy (laughs) with lobster claw but it's like low budget theater so everybody's like oh yeah he's a lobster i think we need to close down nyu yeah i think (laughs) nyu is putting this into the world and and i'm done with it frankly they gave uh, me 75 whole dollars to put this on wow and uh, you gave them sixty five thousand to put it on. That is less money than I gave them. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the musical, my roommate, the lobster, he just had to cry on stage. Yeah, that was his, and I. I it was wasn't like, hard with how bad the play was. <laughs> it was a great play. I was like, you have to I'm sit kidding. here and cry until everybody <laughs> leaves. <laughs> Sometimes you would stay in the theater. <laughs> 
just cry What's for the longest minutes? that someone stayed? I think one time we got to, I mean, oh, 10 was the longest until finally I made my stage manager go in and be like, you need to leave. Well, why didn't you just tell the guy to quit crying? Funny, it'll make him cry. <laughs> <laughs> You're insane. All right. Uh, I love that. That's <laughs> so crazy. I'm still thinking we need to close down NYU. We should. Uh, honestly, that's went too there much to money end, to pay end. just to do those shenanigans. Yeah, well, you could have just spent all that money on pot and came up with the same oh my exact God. thing. Uh, I could have done more drugs. I mean, I look oh. at how much I use my theater degree now. Um, I mean, you do perform in both aspects of like your job and your hobby. I think I've been more as living on stage. Oh my god! <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I've actually like because I've I've had this conversation with uh, Keanu, also future podcast <laughs> guest, uh, about how like yes, if the theater degree mostly doesn't work out for for people, but uh, especially for people that are trying to get into stand up, you have such like a um, such an advantage over somebody that like like i played music in high school Mm -hmm. but and so i was like kind of used to the stage but i don't know what to do with my body while i'm on stage i have no like physical presence it's all very verbal and i'm a very big guy like people kind of want me to have like a physical yeah that's uh, presence and so that's like one thing if i had done theater for four years that is something that i would definitely have uh i mean my jokes wouldn't be any better they're still <laughs> shit but uh i it is like some sort of an advantage so i think the writing stuff definitely helped i'm not a great mover like i was never i can walk on stilts but i was never like That's a great impressive. dancer or you seem like a unicycle person That's can you the ride a thing unicycle? you've ever said to me <laughs> <laughs> no i can't ride a unicycle <laughs> I have gotten hit by cars three times on my bike, though. So. Wow. All right. So you're really not able to ride. Wait, only two times on my bike. One time walking. <laughs> <laughs> you live in New York long enough, you get hit by a car. Yeah, right. I was fine. It's, it's, all, it's all good. Um, no, so it's okay. So you are used. So you wrote this musical about Lobster Boy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, and so you wrote a song. <laughs> Was the George Washington song for that musical, or did you just write that I for shits and giggles? Because they were like they, they were holding. They used to call them auditions, and they mm. were like, just make something about art. Mm. And so I you figured, applied for this job? Yeah, I applied. Oh, I was, all right. I think you I was made 20. it sound like you didn't want the job at all. <laughs> they found this music and then forced you to be a tour guide. People just want me, you know. Um, no, true. I, I, um, I was teaching SAT classes at the time. It was like my college job and mm. I had just graduated and I needed like something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So and I, I ended like up five working. years. Yeah. It's really been too long. <laughs> I thought I'm I would really quit after two. <laughs> I'm like a manager now. It's awful. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> it doesn't get any better. Great. Cause good, good, managers, good. the only thing you can be is you move up. Everyone's, right. If you're like you do the baseline mm-hmm. and then the next move is manager and then the next move is managing the managers. Yeah. And all of a sudden, even if you get to the top, or you're the CEO. All you're doing is managing the managers, 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 manager. I want to travel like a little more. I think that'll help. Well, you've got the perfect job for it. Like, could you go to the British Museum and be like, 
what up, stupid <laughs> Brits? I'm about to give this tour. I think uh, I get out of the way. <laughs> go overseas because there are like rules about where you can make money. I think maybe mm. I can if I'm going as a presenter. Mm. I'm not sure. But like I, I want to. So we do like some consulting stuff where you go into museums and you talk about like how the docents talk about art and you teach them like fun new restructuring storytelling mechanisms. Uh, yeah. That's enthralling. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. Like you could, that's why I was in Detroit. I was doing oh, one okay. of those workshops. And gotcha. It's like it's a fun thing to do. It doesn't involve managing people. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's more fun to do like the baseline stuff. Do you I, pay more money as the manager at least? No. I can bill oh. more hours, but oh. cuz it's really my job is part-time. I work like 30 hours a week maybe. Oh. And kind of whenever I feel like it. That sounds pretty good. It's I know. I want <laughs> so much and it's really a pretty good job. I'll trade you. Um <laughs> No, I like I get it. It's it's a job. Like no matter how much fun the job is, it's still a fucking job. Like comedy feels like a job 90% of yeah. the time. And all you're doing the entire time is chasing the 10% of the time it doesn't feel like a fucking job. For comedy it's weird cuz like I'm always I'll get there and I'm like god, why did I agree to do this? It's going to be awful. The crowd fucking sucks. And, and then, then you, you get on stage the and then it's good. <laughs> yeah, why did I stand in the cold for 2 hours? <laughs> No, yesterday wasn't so bad. We were like an hour 15. Uh, officially two hours. Uh, we made it to two. <laughs> Wait, cut this out. No. I was out there for two hours. Alan's not listening to this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's it's it sounds like you've you're pretty much doing like with the theater degree. What did you want to be doing? Like, did you want to essentially just be writing Lobster Boy style musicals? Like, no, I thought I was going to be on Broadway doing like act plays. Oh, I thought I was going to do like Chekhov and Shakespeare and shit. Shit. Yeah. Did you ever like come close? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sounds like a dick question, but it's like, <laughs> no, it was like, I'm like kind of a weird type, I think, because I'm like kind of in the ingenue range, but also I'm not sure that that's really my personality. What is the ingenue range? I'm like a Juliet or. Oh. Um, like, uh, those like sweet young women in Shakespeare. Now, don't get me wrong, but isn't the point of acting to change your personality? It is, but it's like <laughs> certain people are good at certain things. Like I Got was it. good at playing stupid, mean, and nervous. <laughs> those were this the big three. This is me. checking out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I could see all of this. We're I'm on the same page so far. And I also think, like, honestly, I'm a good actor. I'm not a great actor, okay. you know? Yeah. Like, Meryl Streep, yeah, she you walk in, she'll play anything. It's fine. Yeah. For me, I'm just, like, there are things that are easier for me than others. And, like, sweet openness was never super easy for me. Okay. And so, like, I, there were a couple times when I was, like, in callbacks for, like, regional Shakespeare shows. And then it would have, like, you book that. Hopefully that turns into something else. Mm -hmm. And But... As of like two years, a year and a half ago when I started stand up, I guess two years ago is when I kind of stopped auditioning. I just like wasn't booking it and I was, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. I've heard that from um, like actors and dancers. Yeah. They're just like, it's such a grind to be auditioning all the time. And it's kind of nice with like stand up. Like, yes, technically every show is an audition because you never know who's going to be in the <laughs> audience. Yeah. Uh, but it's really not. Like, there's a lot more immediate 
feedback, which yeah, which is so helpful. I don't yeah. actually know when I'm acting good. Never. I'm honestly not sure. <laughs> you haven't yet. I've I'll never let you been know. Good. <laughs> I, oh no, seventy-five thousand dollars down the drain. More. Oh my so god. Just add ten thousand every time. By the end of this podcast, I'm going to be at one hundred and forty-five. You're going to be like, I have a master's oh my degree. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean. It, it's like, first of all, I don't think I really want to act anymore. Like, I just stopped liking it in the same way I yeah. used to. I just, and I like stand up more, but for, I was non-union. So you get up at like 4, 45 a.m., depending on how far out you live. Mm-hmm. You go to the Actors' Equity Building. You put your name on a list at six, but you line up outside the building beforehand. Then you come back at nine to confirm that you're there. Then you sit all day until an equity person doesn't show up, a union person, Ooh. and then you take their spot. But people who have union points, so they're potential union members, uh. they get bumped. <laughs> Your eyes just glazed over. Oh, it. no. It's just, I, there were enough days where I waited all day, and like they didn't really need to see girls anyways. They had enough. Yeah. So it was like, I... That's what I've been saying for years. I, d- I don't need to see any more girls. I've had enough. Yeah. I've just had, had enough. enough with women. <laughs> <laughs> I just too many women. See last episode of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, relationships. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna listen to that. I want to hear the gossip. You should. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be good. It wasn't too gossipy. Um, I want names. Name names. <laughs> no. I want. I want a uh, categorized index written down <laughs> of everybody you guys talked about. Um, no, so, but I, so. I, I get that, like that shift from, I think that happens with every career though. Yeah. Um, what I guess I'm more worried about is like long-term career. Will I ever be able to like settle down into doing something? Cause I yeah. like started in sales and was like going after, uh, different people. And it was like a, a quote unquote hunter style role. Of, like, <laughs> you, I mean, that's Corey the hunter. Yeah. There's two, two types of sales. There's hunting and farming and farming is like, <laughs> You send out like mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff and then eventually people get interested and it's a very marketing style. Like they'll send in like a request to see your platform. Mm-hmm. And then there's the hunting, which is like you got you got someone's email from some shady website and you're <laughs> going to send it to me. You're really, hey, motherfucker, give me 10 <laughs> minutes on the phone. I'm going to convince you to buy this. So it was like that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, I really like it. I really like how like. Uh, like the rush you get when you like convince someone yeah, to, to do intense. this or whatever. But it's like, it's so taxing because you'll go like weeks at a time with, with finding nothing. Interesting. That's brutal. And, and would so you get a commission like, if you land someone? Yeah. Well, so that was like the, all of my gigs were like, I had like a base so that I wasn't like going hungry. But mm-hmm. um, then like a lot of my money would be from, commission and it's like pretty fucking stressful when you have a bad month and it's like it's not like a normal job like your boss could like can't really tell how well you're doing unless she or he is not is like in your group Mm -hmm. where like with sales it's like there are hard numbers at the end of the day that show where it is and so um the point of all this was like i've kind of figured out like i don't really like 
the hunting like the the highs don't justify the lows yeah um especially with doing stand-up on the side because that's also the very same type of stuff there's a lot of lows <laughs> but then the highs kind of justify them so it's like every fucking day i would go like weeks with no sales stuff because i'm not very good and then i'd go <laughs> weeks without getting any laughs because i'm not very good and then <laughs> i'd just be like in my head all the time so um, I've kind of been like, okay, I kind of need to like balance that out. Like I like the competitiveness of sales. So now I'm like setting up systems and like, but it's for salespeople and I'm still like in the quote unquote war room yeah. of sales and like knowing about the deals and knowing what's happening at the company. So like to me, it sounds like your transition of like doing acting to like shifting over to stand up that makes sense to me it's it's like a it's a completely different thing but it's also very similar yeah yeah it's like it gives you have a lot more control when you do stand up yeah right because you like if i even if they're i'm not on a show i can go to a couple mics and with stand up you really feel you do you feel this you like feel yourself getting better yeah like month to month i'm better yeah. than i was last month and we're both like new enough that the our growth curve is like exponential at yeah. this point, and it'll top out and like uh, eventually. No, never, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be incredible. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you you can like you feel uh, you say one thing different and it changes the rest of your set, and you're like, mm -hmm. oh wait, I'm stupid. Why don't I do that for all of my jokes? Yeah, and you're like, totally. Oh my God. I'm like, oh, I should I should have a personality when I do this? Okay. What? Well, I guess I'll try it. We'll see. I should not be scared of the audience. What is this? I don't. Mm -hmm. mm, no, you haven't gotten there yet. You're still scared of the audience. No, I just, I crowd worked so much last night. It was crazy. Oh, good. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm talking to them like they're people. Wow. What a concept. One of them said he had a, one of his kids was uglier than all the other ones last night and his wife hit him. <laughs> 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 Which honestly more of a pop than my son was Man, that's so good. <laughs> I love it when people are honest. Yep. He was like, I'm yep. going to the comedy club to be honest. I want to hear some honest ass shit. That one has a big head. The one that he does <laughs> that nice. he said was like, how old is the kid? It's pretty now. I guess it was an ugly baby. Oh, all right. That's different. Because I think I was talking about how I was an ugly baby and they were sharing their ugly children all right i'm not for sharing <laughs> don't <laughs> the share. audience i i share. asked them i i asked oh them for great them. Yeah. okay that's good so what do you like i guess like so the the two things that i wanted to talk about were like the art because i am like fascinated by that just how you can um just like the whole the whole thing is different i was uh as a kid i was like those like tour guide things that was yeah. like you can ask my my parents one of the things we went cave diving when I was in high school. That's so cool. And, like, like those the little tour guide boys. or whatever. Uh, yeah. One of the little type. In fact, <laughs> the one that actually got stuck in the cave later. He turned um, He was my tour guide. No, and I was like, I was always like, oh, my God, for like a summer in college, should I go be like a tour guide in a cave or whatever? That like, would be sick. That would be so that much would fun. Be so, I'd do that now. I'm go. trying to plan a trip. All right, we'll plan this okay. after because I fucking love cave yeah. diving. And everyone looks at the pictures like, that looks terrifying. And I'm like, you're a bitch. <laughs> Let's get Ryder stuck in a tunnel. Oh, my God. He'd get so stuck. We could, we like could butter cork. him. Like, <laughs> like, 
that was legitimately because uh, my my dad's a big guy he's six foot nine mm-hmm. uh and so we were asking like what what happens if you get stuck he goes we leave you there until you get unstuck <laughs> we like oh boy okay here we go um but i i love that stuff but the other thing that i wanted to talk about is just like i had the the thought that like there's a lot more women doing comedy now and there's Mm -hmm. still like a lot of discrimination um and there are more women talking about it which is like great but every woman that's talking about it is like um kind of higher up like they're they're already famous which is going to give you a different perspective of like oh yeah it's it's tough to be a woman in comedy because x y and z Mm -hmm. where like if you're famous you got your own set of problems so i'm like curious what it is for the last like two years in terms of like um like what is it like to have every male comic like try and date you (laughs) I don't think every male comic has tried to date me. None well, of the ones I've watched. <laughs> um, but what is it like to want to date every male comic? <laughs> yeah, I'm the predator. Yeah, you're definitely the predator here. Um, <laughs> just trapping them slowly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's weird because the power dynamic goes both ways. Like, In some ways, when you walk into a room full of male comics as a woman, you have so much power because a lot of these guys are like kind of shy and they don't talk to a lot of women or women make them nervous. (laughs) And so like sometimes they're dicks, but it's it's not out of them trying to be mean. It's because they're like really uncomfortable. Elaborate. Do you have stories? Um, I like didn't. We'll we'll keep out names. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I feel like I didn't talk to anybody for like the first six months of me doing comedy, because I'm like wow. not well, I'm like not a very effusive person. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I think also no. my face doesn't move very much sometimes. Uh, uh, and so I just like walk in, do my face set. On a in. <laughs> I'd like walk in, do my set, and leave. And I think if, on the one hand. If I had been a dude, I think more people would have just like approached me and been like, hey, you're new. Well, how's it going? But I think also I probably seemed much cuntier than I am <laughs> because they're like, oh, this bitch is in here and she's like being so mean and not talking to anybody, you know? Yeah, but it's like, why is that on you to talk to them? I also think some things like just read differently. Like I remember I went to the creek once like really early mm-hmm. and – I was doing my set and like almost every dude in the room just left for my set and came back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? what's happening? Except one guy who just like stood in the back. He like got up from his seat to stand in the back. And it was like, this is, it was just weird. <laughs> and then they, was there something wrong? Like, did you have like a, like, was your zipper down? Like what? <laughs> so they all laughed. They were like, listen, she needs her privacy. At this moment. Yeah. And then they, I don't know. I think probably. Do women's pants have zippers? These pants have zippers that I'm wearing right now. Right. Everybody, you just heard some <laughs> some sweet pants action. Uh, I think, I think they were just getting water and they didn't know me, so they were like oh. getting up. But because I was like the only girl there, it felt much more pointed. We didn't know that women aren't allowed at the creek. That is true. No, <laughs> Wait, don't. If anybody's listening, book woman, me at the but creek. Nobody else is. <laughs> no other women are allowed there. But like when they came back in. One of them was like of the guy who was standing in the back. Oh, did he say anything creepy to you during your set? 
<laughs> and I was like, what, what do you, I was just confused. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. I think like from a guy's perspective, I think a lot of guys kind of get in their own head on that stuff, which yeah. is like what you were saying earlier. They're not trying to be dicks, but I think they're like, oh, it's a girl. Like, I don't want to harass her. Yeah. Which I like, I have a theory that it makes it worse. I think so. Cause it like just makes like, it made me uncomfortable. And then they felt it was just weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, early on in stand up, everybody's uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. Also, it's like no one's happy. Like, everybody's. It's so much like high school <laughs> starting out in stand up and even like continuing on. Yeah. It's just like everybody's nervous. Everybody's like scared that they're going to be deemed uncool. So they're all assholes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I like, I had talked to one of my other female friends before i have multiple (laughs) multiple female friends um and they were kind of talking about how like the places that comedy happens are so male centric that it's like tough for them to hang out in um in just there's not a lot of female energy in these bars and comedy clubs and it's mostly just guys being idiots and even if it's not strictly yeah. offensive it's not fun to be there um do you like do you also feel that way cuz like I, I i know women that also like disagree with that i think that doesn't bother me really i mean it's since i grew up like hanging out around farms like that sort of energy doesn't really bother me you know, farm energy and comic <laughs> energy. Um, They're all animals. But like all that right, kind of on. masculine energy and like uh, crude, jo- like that doesn't really bug me. Sometimes it's yeah. funny. And also like when I'm hanging out with you guys, if I told you like, no, that's no, that's too far. You guys would respect that. And I don't think it, that would make it weird. Well, it hasn't happened yet. It so give it a shot. I'll we'll, try, see, I'll try. we'll see if we listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the harder thing was when I was first starting, like, I do think that, just in broad strokes very generally men and women think that some different things are funny just because mm. what you think is funny is so based on your experience okay and so a lot of i used to bomb just like horribly at open mics for the first couple of, everybody does yeah but then i did like my first show and it went like okay yeah and like okay in comparison to other comics who are on the on the lineup right. and i realized there's some things that i think are funny and like women might think are funny that open mic 22 year old men just like aren't going to think are funny. Okay. Does that make sense? And it doesn't mean that they're wrong by any means. It's just like different audiences like different things. Yeah. And it's also, I think uh, like life experience on the younger person's part. So like Mm -hmm. the guys in this uh, instance, it's tough for a 22 year old guy to see the world in another way. Just yeah. like it's tough for a 22-year-old girl to understand, like, what a guy is, is going through. Totally. But when you go to a – when you do a real show, that makes sense to me because it's, like, real-ass adults in the yeah. crowd. Like, you know, people that have lived with the other – with their partner for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. And they're like, yeah, I, I could see why she thinks that funny. That's <laughs> funny. Like, the guys and the, the women. I do think one of the things that women have that – young male comics don't have since we can do the women's mics you can Mm. get like very different audiences and that's super helpful okay because generally those are just nice mics but they also laugh at different stuff got it yeah okay like like give me uh 
give me like an example. If you've got not not a specific joke, if you don't have one off the top of your head, but like the type of of joke. Um, I have this stupid thing that's not really work. It's like it's never. I never quite finished it. Okay, but and maybe I will soon. Um, about Lot from the Bible. Okay, I think I've heard this. Actually. Yeah, and it's like not <laughs> that. It's not like a highbrow joke, but there's a lot of interstitial, and you kind of have to listen all the way through. Okay. Or even and guys don't have the patience to make it all 45 seconds of this bit. I think it's just like not an open mic dude joke, you know? E, well, yeah. And like I'm not talking about <laughs> fucking. I'm not, you know? It's yeah. like just not quite. A, and then it's like sodomy too, so they get distracted. Well, I was going to say that should tune them back in. Yeah, maybe I should up the sodomy. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in all aspects of my life, I should just up the sodomy. Hey, I'm all for it right now. <laughs> I have this um, I have this Kegels joke or Kegels. I think I say it wrong. Uh, well, there's your problem. I don't know I, what the fuck you're talking about. I only do sometimes, <laughs> and that has a tendency to just deep bomb in all dude rooms. But if you do it in a girls' room, they're like, "That is how Kegels be." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it like it ends up in like my vagina eating a dick so like maybe that's it's like not that fu- it's not that funny of a joke but it's just like a it's an example of something that reads really different in different places interesting maybe so I'll you're bring that like, back <laughs> well i think you should uh because you're mostly doing shows now and not open mics yeah i'll so see if it works see if it works so it's like so to you what i guess what is more difficult from your perspective about being a woman that's starting out in comedy like, because what you've just named are benefits of being a woman in comedy. You've got yeah. all these, you've got different types of mics and mm-hmm. um, like women uh, seem to be on more bar shows uh, because everyone wants their shows to be equal, which yeah. is great. Like, I'd, It's just hard to sit through a show of the same voice, you know? Yeah. So, but that's what guys have as well. So like, I guess what is the root of, because I... I understand it's different. And I guess me saying like, oh, it's harder to be a woman in comedy is kind of me projecting what no, I've heard. But I do think there are things that are harder. Like I I think that I didn't get laughs in the same way early on hmm. at Mike's. Okay. Um, I might be totally wrong about that. Everybody please correct me. <laughs> but I do think that women tend to get less laughs when they're really green. Okay. Um, so you think it happens... Like in the first six months. Yeah. More whereas women are then once you hang on, it's almost like a because I do think there are more women who do comedy really casually for like a month, you know, like they get just give it a shot and they drop sure. out. And I think if you hang on, you like prove yourself. And but it feels almost like you're an interloper for a while. Yeah. Um, I also there were definitely a couple of times like one guy did a set. Where he just out of nowhere, he'd been talking to me outside and he was annoying. That's a thing. Like people will get like creepy. Yeah. So that was, that's kind of the other part of this that I'd heard is like the social aspect of just like, it's like all the, if it's 10 to one men to women at a mic, one of, one of them's going to say something weird to you. It's like, it's the like (laughs) long conversation. Like I just have such a small, a low tolerance for small talk. So this podcast, you're really dying. I'm, I'm miserable. Right now. No, but you're my friend. <laughs> like I like you as a person. But if someone's oh, just like talking to you and you're like, "This is done. Why are we? 
are we still doing this? I. So remember before when you were like, yeah, I'm not as cunty as people think I am. <laughs> I'm exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's when like clearly they want something and you're like, I don't know what you want, but I'm, you're not going to get it out of this conversation. <laughs> so, I, I think you should start telling them this <laughs> I just be straight up honest with these men it's the only way we learn I will say I just don't want to talk right now and oh. it like hurts people's feelings but sometimes you just don't want to talk yeah um a guy was like he's doing this long big thing talking to me a bunch outside I don't want to give too many specifics because I think he does this a lot and it would give it away well, then he needs to be stopped <laughs> um he would like <laughs> he maybe cut this he would like he gave me a quarter uh-huh. And he was like, I give a quarter to all my friends when they like go up because it's like you got paid to do comedy. You know, you are a work. And I was like, I don't want your quarter. Oh, my God. And he was like, and then you'll pass it on to someone. And I was like, I don't I don't want to be part of this. I'm not going to pass it on. I, I'm going to like buy <laughs> I a hate gumball. all of you. I'm not passing on this fucking right? quarter. And then when he went up, he started talking about like fucking me specifically. What? Yeah. It was so weird. Like it was like you used your name? Yeah. Wait, so it was what did something about my. It was like something about it, and I'm just thinking about Anna's pussy, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I can't believe you buried the lead for the last like 20 <laughs> minutes. I'm like trying to get it out of you. Like, how is it harder? How is it harder? You have guys literally talking about your pussy <laughs> yeah. on stage. That was weird. That's crazy. <laughs> and then that's what I'm talking. About. That's the shit that women are like. Yeah, no, this city sucks. Comedy's not for me. I'm out. But that's not so <laughs> bad. Like it was Ricky's mic, and Ricky was like, "Ew, that's gross." Yeah, Ricky's bad. Ass. You don't fuck with Ricky. <laughs> like if he had kept, he stopped then. Uh, oh, and so like you know that was that was like weird and upsetting at the time. <laughs> but then it's like in the great scheme of things, it's not such a big deal. I think you just don't know when you're starting how to handle that. Like you don't know if you can tell the person to fuck off. Because sometimes okay. if you go yeah. up and you do your set and you like try to berate the person. Usually that'll just burn your time. Yeah. It won't be funny. And you the room will turn on you. Like, for the time, yeah. But if you know how to do like one line of like, what the fuck, that's funny, and then do the work that you came there to do, then you've like got power. You're controlling what you're doing. So you really like, you're really on this like, if you're green, it sucks. But if you're not, if you're experienced enough, and that comes from hanging on through like being green and being harassed then you'll eventually find coping mechanisms. I think so. For all of this stuff. I think there's probably a level like right above us where it starts to get really hard again. Because that's when like you kind of need people to be taking you out, you know, like you need to be finding people to feature for. Or... Um yeah, I I think and nothing against either of our comedy. I think we're we're still a ways away. Yeah, the, from a that. couple levels. And not above. even not even like that's not a critique on your your set. It's really just like we're pretty new, and no. half of this I really believe is like social, I, and we just I don't know don't know that many people. But I think um, that once you start needing something from someone one on one, I think that's where it starts getting a little bit weird again. You know? How do you mean by weird? Like, you just want to make sure that somebody wants you around for the right reason. Oh yeah, and that I see would be like saying. in the back of my head if someone in a couple of years was like, Hey, want to come on the road? Yeah, that is tough because that's, that's definitely not something I would ever think. Like yeah. if I was opening up for a female headliner, um, I like maybe my like 10th thought would be <laughs> maybe we'll have sex, <laughs> Yeah, but it wouldn't be in the top 
eight, top mm-hmm. five, definitely not top five. And what that lets me do is really like focus on like, okay, why, why did she pick me? What about my material? And what about me? Um, and from what I've heard, most of that is just like, are you fun to go in a car with? Yeah. Right. Um, which I'm not. So I'm <laughs> are you a bad fucked. car trip? No, I'm a great car trip. I'm pretty good. I drink a lot of Mountain Dew but besides that. Yes, please. All right. We're taking a car trip <laughs> we're going to a down cave. to Tennessee to go cave diving. And we're going <laughs> to slam Mountain Dew voltage. It's going to be a trip for the ages. We're going to die. We're going to die. In a yeah. Cave. I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm going to explode from code red. I think this has actually been really <laughs> topical. Jenna, did you see Jenna Friedman's tweet about this? Uh-uh. Uh, she tweeted something like, don't fuck your features. Yeah. Um, And it was like, that was it. It was, some, it was something in that vein. <laughs> and it was like really vague. But then people got super mad because they were like, well, what if you're in love with your feature? Oh, my God. Like, yeah, Unless okay, you're okay, Joe List, who's yeah, right? literally married to Sarah Talamash, who features for him, eh, you or probably so shouldn't like, be fucking you your features. You know if you're bringing someone on tour because you want to fuck them, or if you're bringing them on tour because you think they're... Like, you know. Yeah, but it it also is, like, some gray area because, like, the... It can it can happen where like it can happen the other way where if a girl is getting a a guy to feature and then he doesn't really want to have sex, um, it's like kind of the same situation. Not not exactly the same as the Louis thing, but kind of. I don't know. I feel like if same you're scenario, less fear and less because there were actual career repercussions for those women, yeah. even though they didn't talk. Right. Um, I feel like if you're gonna do it. It should never have been the goal. <laughs> right. And you've got to have a, I think you've got to like have an HR style conversation beforehand and be like, <laughs> hey. That's what comedians love. <laughs> HR departments. Let's sit down. Like I, d- I date comics. I like us. I think that that's nice to date people who like kind of are interested in what you're interested yeah. in. But like, hey, your career will not suffer if you don't want to throw me one. <laughs> Yeah, but you're a nice lady. Like I've heard of this going very wrong for other people, yeah, which is I why I I try not to sleep with the uh, comics because really they're just falling all over me. Like I have to, I'm just batting just them kicking away, kicking them down the Greenwich stairs, tennis racket, and they're like they they keep coming for me. Um, Greenwich specifically, there just aren't a lot of women around. Yeah, it's true, uh, and it's because the green room smells. I'm willing, <laughs> it does smell. I'm willing to throw it out there. The green room smells, <laughs> and I don't know why anybody. Uh, no, great club. <laughs> the showroom is great. Please go see a show there. Love Greenwich. The green room can get a little gamey and honestly, from time to time. Mostly smells because the comics smell. Yeah. Oh, we we know the source. It's not a natural aroma. No. <laughs> Well, it is a natural aroma. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and well, that's we part need of the some problem. chemicals to cover the I know. Aroma. We're going to have to bleach the comics before they go into Bully- the... Uh... The comics. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be good. I'm going to buy buy him soap. And lotion. Oh, he needs lotion. Oh, my I'm going to lotion that kid. All right. Well, we're full circle on this, though. <laughs> um, cool. Well, let's plan this trip. Yeah. Thank you for doing this podcast. Anytime. This was fun. Do you have a sign-off? Uh, no, not really. Everybody, Just, uh, go fuck yourself. Love it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>